0: Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth
1: and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Sterling White. Sterling, how are you? All right. Welcome, everyone.
0: Strap your seatbelts in because we're going to take you on for a long ride, a long journey. So
1: here we go. Oh, my gosh. I think I may have just given away my hosting privileges. So it's like everybody's like, all right, dude, get out of here. Sterling's the man. Let's go. I'm buckled in here. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. How about yourself? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Elevate Nation, welcome back because it's time to take it to another level. As you just mentioned, you need to put your seatbelt on because we're going to go on a roller coaster. We're going to go on a ride here, maybe a rocket ship. Who knows? But you know, our <laughs> mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And of course, we're going to talk mindset, habits, routines, tactics, systems, strategies, and so much more from an individual like Sterling, who is really elevating to a life without limits through personal growth, through real estate investing, so that you can do the same or even more so for yourself. This is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we're doing, what I'm doing, what Sterling's doing on this show, what so many others have done as well. I would certainly be grateful if you subscribe to the show, if you give us a rating review, it helps us because our goal is to reach millions of people with this message. I know it's a crazy statement to even say that, but ultimately you don't have to live a life of toleration. You can actually live a life of joy, of fulfillment. You know, dare I even say that word fulfillment through investing in yourself, through investing in real estate and creating systems, for wealth creation and passive cash flow and active cash flow and all of these different amazing things that we love about the vehicle of real estate. And so with all of that said, I wanna introduce you to Sterling White, who with just under a decade of experience in the real estate industry, Sterling currently manages over 10 million in capital and is, which is deployed over across 26 million in real estate portfolio made up of multifamily apartments and single family homes. Through the company he co-founded, Holdfolio, he owns just under 500 units.
0: Oh, so Tyler, it is Sonder Investment Group. Uh, So no longer will have shifted away from Holdfolio and uh, founded the company Sonder Investment Group.
1: I love that. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to dive into the rebrand there. Is it a little bit of a rebrand?
0: Uh, it's a shift entirely. So exited out of that partnership and that could be a whole nother conversation uh, in itself, but great in terms of it's just both the founders had different visions with the company and those types of things happen, uh, you yeah, guys. Totally. So, but uh, still uh, ended up a good friends. So that's one thing yep. that's good as well.
1: No, I appreciate that. And Sterling has also been featured on Bigger Pockets podcast episode number 308. So you definitely want to go check that out. And he's also been contributing to content on Bigger Pockets since 2014 with over 200 posts on topics ranging from single family investing and apartment investing to mindset and scaling a business online. So I know you're going to be a perfect guest. And with all of that said, thank you for correcting me there on some of the bio (laughs) stuff. But Sterling, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, as a man, who is Sterling White behind the bio? Oh, gosh, I am
0: still figuring that out myself. So that is a phenomenal question. I love that you're on mindset and the whole uh, ever evolving because that's why I'm figuring out I'm on this journey is uncovering why am I here on this planet, uh, understanding my childhood. How has that ultimately shaped me to who I am today? And on this uh, self-awareness journey, I, I feel that I am getting I wouldn't say necessarily close, but I am moving in a more positive direction with uncovering who is Sterling White.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a continual process, right? And you know, it's at sometimes you, you may look at it and say, man, I'm never going to reset in destination. And you could say, wow, that's, that's defeating. Or you could say that's exciting because we can continually evolve no matter where we are. And this journey of life will continually be a journey. We'll continually be an adventure, which is so exciting. We don't have to be, you know, younger gentlemen like yourself and myself to really be excited about that. And so I think that's such an exciting thought process, but I I would love to kind of learn more about yourself and sort of where the drive comes from, because obviously you're, you're a driven individual, you're continuing to raise the bar, you're continuing to push the limits. So where does that come from? I mean, Was there a moment in time where you decided that you're gonna draw a line in the sand and be uncommon to be greater than average, or how did that work for you?
0: Yeah, so it was moments, it was circumstances, it was environment, so in terms of where I grew up at, and so I'm here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and this is where I was born and raised, and the not so good parts of the city where you wouldn't want to walk your dog at night or even during the day, uh, single mother, fraternal twin brother, God, it comes back to me every day. He beat me out of the womb by two minutes. So we've got this competitive thing that uh, we have uh, back and forth. And just the environment we grew up in wasn't the greatest. I remember every other day we had to get down on the ground because there was just gunshots that were going uh, around outside where we lived. And there was one point in time, both my brother and I were sitting down at the dining room table. Uh, in the kitchen and we're eating Roman noodles and some cut up hot dogs, something along those lines. And as soon as we get up and finish eating, a stray bullet comes right through the back patio where we were both sitting. So I might not be here, he may not be here and just ultimately decided to not be a product of my environment and to take a different trajectory. So that's a lot of fuel, I don't wanna go back there. Uh, And then also wanna be an ideal in the message for the people that came from that environment that, hey, you don't have to take this path. You could take this path uh, that I took. Here's the roadmap and here's how I went about it. Uh, got started in real estate 2009. Uh, ended up dropping out of college to focus full time on real estate uh, and then shifted to single family home investing. Scaled up to 150 single families and then made the transition entirely to, to multifamily. So one thing I tell people is not perfect by any means. I still make mistakes to this day and share those mistakes because I believe it's even better to learn from others' mistakes uh, versus your own. It's better to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to learn from your own, but even better
1: to learn from others'. For sure. And what an inspiring you know story that you have to come from that type of an environment to say, wow, there's a stray bullet as one example that you use to, to say, look, I, I may not be here um, in this circumstance. And, and I, I may not be sitting here with you today, which is an amazing um, thing to even think about. So I'm grateful to be spending time with you, first of all. But but second of all, was that sort of the moment where you said, look, I, that is now I'm not going to accept this lifestyle and I'm not going to be a victim of this circumstance or was it just a compound effect of living in that environment or talk to me about that. It was actually
0: a compound effect. I'm actually getting chills just thinking about it. And I believe everyone runs into what I ran into. So a quick story, this was while I was in college. So I was at a college party having a good time, uh, and from that is I ended up drifting away from the the crowd. So, uh, which is what I tend to do oftentimes. And so from that, I'm out in the middle of this lake or pond, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I never know the difference between the two, but I'm sitting out on this canoe and I'm under the influence, not drugs or anything, but there's this question that comes out to me and says, Sterling, is this what you want to do with your life? And I answer back to that question. No, this is not. And uh, one of the the individuals that was there, a good friend, uh, was actually I talked to him recently and he said, yeah, you just uh, when reflecting on it, he's like, dude, when you came off that that canoe, you were just a whole different person. So it's interesting to reflect from other people. Uh, But from that is I cut off all my friends because they were not going with where I wanted to go. Ultimately, great people. Uh, second is I cut out the news cause did not want to do the negativity, uh, all that input and still to this day, don't do that unless it's on at the gym, which that, that's, they just have it on. I still don't uh, attempt to watch it. And then the last but not least is self-improvement. That was huge. Uh, really started feeding my mind positivity and all the limiting beliefs that were ground in on me as a kid, uh, through teens and then also some into adulthood. I started to re wire my whole way of thinking uh, to replace those limiting beliefs with more empowerings. And still to this day, I'm looking to identify what those limiting beliefs are and replace those with
1: more empowering ones. Wow. What an exciting um, reminder that you had there Um, at that moment. It was like the compound effect that brought you to the moment. And then you listen to the message, right? Exactly. This message that said, you know what, are you going to change or not? Are you going to drift away from this crowd and create a new crowd or are you just going to be status quo are you going to be you know a part of the herd and it's inspiring to hear that you answered that question immediately and just changed course what would you say to folks who have maybe heard that message themselves and but have been a bit you know timid to take action there they may not be ready that's one difficult thing cuz i believe i've actually
0: heard that several times and then at that moment in particular i was ready for that message and was open to it And then also, I am one of those individuals that just has an aggressive personality. So when I do something, I go all in on it. So that's why I'm glad that I ended up going into business so I could focus all of my efforts uh, versus uh, somewhere else.
1: This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety. Our team, including yours truly, leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. To learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com.
0: So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, so let's talk about some of the limiting beliefs that you had to overcome, because I think this is a huge part of the process and it's, and it is a continual growth process, right? You even mentioned, you're still trying to identify some of the limiting beliefs that you have right now, still trying to plant empowering beliefs, you know, to really take root in place of those limiting beliefs. So talk to me about some of the few, you know, limiting beliefs that you had to overcome early on. And what are you fighting against now?
0: Yeah, I would say one is just, not believing that I was enough because I had people very close to me and that I would wake up to on a daily basis telling me that I wasn't enough adults. Uh, So that was one limiting belief that I had to ultimately overcome. Uh, Also, another one was getting started into real estate. Who am I uh, uh, to be able to get into this game where uh, for the longest time I always thought it was for the utmost wealthy? But through that experience of starting on the self-improvement side, it helped tremendously because when I made that transition from construction to real estate and getting that very first deal, which was no money out of pocket, I was actually able to leverage my mentor's cash is I never even looked at any barriers. I just looked at a a problem or an obstacle that I would run into. How can I solve this problem? I looked at it as how versus, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this. Let me go ahead and jump to another career.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting that, you know, it's almost universal that human beings, we have this, this, this limiting belief, either that I'm not enough, or I'm not loved. And it's so interesting, if you really dig down into any sort of limiting belief, really, that's the core, if you really study this from a psychological perspective, and I'd just be curious, I mean, did you reflect on where that came from? And how did you overcome that? Just out of curiosity? Oh, those beliefs? Yeah.
0: Oh, they came from childhood. And yep. that's one thing to, to this day. I was actually at a, a, a group. This was, uh, gosh, what is it? With other entrepreneurs and we had their, they had significant others. And, and we were talking about childhood traumas. And we were talking about being more self-aware and how, and I know we've taken a completely different, <laughs> but I believe this really does help tremendously. And if you don't have the foundation in terms of your way of thinking and a mindset, then the rest doesn't matter. That's just my personal experience here. But I believe a lot of how I am today in terms of wired, uh, let's say someone says something uh, and there's a, let's say an employer or team member, you mention something and they completely blow up that's an indication something that came from childhood that's now uh, a little bit deeper that's now coming up. So uh, Mm -hmm. childhood to answer your question.
1: I just think there's so much perspective that you can gain by going through the process of recognizing some limiting beliefs that were sort of forced upon you as your environment sort of persisted throughout your childhood. And then also having the recognition that other people have the same experiences or maybe not the same experiences, but similar experiences that cause similar limiting beliefs. So, you know, in real estate, we're all dealing with so many people. It's great to have that perspective. And then perhaps to have agree lead that people self-awareness that
0: too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then you can help lead them and you can influence them in positive ways, help them overcome that as well. So I just think it's so powerful. But you know, the environment, right, the environment that you grow up in, you know, really shapes your personality, it shapes these deep seated beliefs. So taking some time and some inventory on understanding what that is, is so powerful. And, and as you mentioned, I mean, I think you can go further faster, if you take a little bit of time, sort of taking an inventory and and understanding truthfully, you know, who are you? And maybe who is this personality that's been crafted? And how can I be conscious of creating a new personality? Yeah, Exactly.
0: And it's, it's similar to laying a foundation or putting systems and processes within your business or that story most people uh, have heard where there's two people that are cutting down a tree. You've got A guy, you got B guy, and they've got two hours to cut it down. And they're, they're sitting down, they're like, okay, go at it. And the, the B guy is just sitting there and the, the A guy is just cranking right at it. And then at the end of two hours, B guy's completely done and A guy's still chopping at it. And A guy comes over to the B person and says, how did you manage to get through that? He said, I spent the first hour just sharpening my ax. So you can consider that investing in myself or uh, investing in yourself. And then that's just
1: laying the foundation. Well, you know, we're all about that on Elevate. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about sharpening the ax. That's why we talk about, you know, 80% of the time we're talking about personal growth. How can we sharpen our own ax so that we can do things more effectively, more efficiently, and also be considerate of what's the outcome here? Because so many of us in real estate, you know, and in many businesses, we just do to do. And it's like, oh, well, we want to make more money or we want to do this. And it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. What's the outcome? What exactly are we out here for? And so I think it's so powerful, exactly what you're describing I want to come back to that, but I also want to talk about limiting beliefs a little bit more. I mean, what have you encountered recently? I mean, has there been anything that you've had to overcome recently uh, as you've continued to scale in your business? I would say the power of money. Never
0: realize is wealthy people buy time. And this was one thing over the past two and a half, three years. I heard it so many times from one of my mentors and never understood what it meant. And it could be buying time from being able to scale, hire people underneath you. I outsource my laundry, for instance, my grocery shopping, things that I don't enjoy. And people would take the case and say, oh, you're lazy for doing that. But I take those to spend more time with family. That's one thing. And also spend more time focusing on higher value activities within the business. So it's just little things like that I never really... Understood what that meant. And then when I actually started to implement it, oh, that's
1: exactly what that means. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, especially as you elevate to a life without limits, you know, you start to bump up against these beliefs about money. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm paying how much for someone to do my laundry or Or cut your grass?
0: What are you doing cutting your damn grass? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. You can pay someone 20 bucks and some people are just a little stubborn.
0: And then on the flip side, they mention, I don't have enough time to do XYZ. Well, you're cutting your grass, but to each his own, if you enjoy cutting grass, that's completely fine. However, if you're complaining about not having enough time, but that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) itself.
1: That is so valuable. And then if you can replace that time with sharpening your ax or leading your team or building relationships or looking at deals or underwriting deals. And so, you know, let's, we'll we'll dive into that, but let's talk about sharpening your ax. I mean, how do you invest in yourself these days and how do you continue to sharpen your own ax? I would say one is
0: going to conferences, reading books, doing daily training. Uh, One book that I really enjoy is The Four Agreements uh, Mm -hmm. by Don Mu I forgot. Yellow Ruiz. Yeah. Something along those lines where that's more of a self-help book. Mm -hmm. And I love uh, in terms of living by those philosophies. uh, That's one thing. And really just, uh, uh, gosh, what else additionally? I mean, just constantly reading books. Uh, there was a shoe dog, uh, shoe dog by Phil Knight. That's another uh, phenomenal book and really just traveling the world and seeing different experiences and how other people cause uh, just opening and expanding my horizon.
1: No, that's awesome. And one thing you mentioned in there was daily training, I believe it was. So give us a little insight there. Okay. Sales
0: training. And that was one thing, also, that was another uh, belief is uh, that I wouldn't say it was a limiting belief, but I was able to get a more empowering belief that sales is everything, not even just in business, but even let's say in acquisitions, uh, even though you're buying, you're still selling. You have to sell the broker and why you're the right buyer. You have to, if you're going direct to the owner, why they're, or the seller, why you're the right buyer to buy the deal. Uh, let's say in the real world, let's say you're single, you're using one of those apps that's out there, Tinder, Bumble, or I, I, forget, <laughs> I don't know all of them, but you have to sell the other person on why you're the right individual to be in the relationship with. So all these different things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. Anything we do, if you really distill it down, we're, we're selling right. Anytime yeah, we're having, and negotiating, and I, we're having a conversation right now. It's like, Hey, I'm convincing you to continue this conversation. You want to be engaged and yeah. <laughs> same you know, it, it's, it's true really, if you break it down. So it's so important. I mean, what would you say is, you know, the most important, if you were to start from the basics, the most important component into a successful, you know, salesperson, you know, what would that be?
0: Having a process is one thing that's helped me. So when making cold calls, for instance, uh, looking at it from a recipe standpoint, uh, because myself go direct to owner to purchase deals. And from that standpoint, I never had a process in terms of having a structure to the actual call. So jumping in, having the greeting, the reason for the call, the fact finding, understanding if there's a need and a desire, and then depending on your route after that, then you would essentially set the appointment and then go for the close. So never had a process that was just winging it. So that was one thing that was a game changer when understanding that.
1: That's awesome. And one thing I've learned on that too, just from the process standpoint is, you know, starting with building a bit of rapport. Hey, how's yes, it going? Exactly. Is there anything that we can align on? Is there any energy that we can sort of bring in alignment together? And, you know, build that sort of component, which I think is super important. Oh, and yes. Huge oh my gosh, you can't understate it. And, you know, because it's a people, like, you know, when you're selling to someone, it's about, hey, do I know, like, and trust this person? You've got to start on that basis. There's also a ton of psychology and subconscious communication from that standpoint. And then going to, you know, as you talk about the process, I think it's super valuable to share an agenda. Hey, here's what we can expect in our time together today. And here's what I would like to cover. Is there anything else that you'd like to add here? Is there anything else that you would like to implement in terms of our discussion today and make it sort of a, a process to where you're both craft, The discussion. I think there's so much value in that. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. And I love that you mentioned report because report is huge, and that's one reason why I've been able. Well, when I mentioned I, there's a team involved. You guys, and uh, that being able to get deals when they could have listed on the market and got more because was able to build that rapport. And it wasn't so much about the money for that individual. And every time I go to visit an owner, I always want to get the uh, in person, and I always take a thank you card with me. That's one little tactic that I always uh, do, and I provide that to them. And there's been cases where I've met with an owner, and they forgot the card, and they've called me and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot the card. I've got to go back and get it." So that goes to show you how important just the little things uh, in terms of that shows on the other person that it's just not uh, about the transaction. It's about hey, building a relationship, especially in multifamily. I mean, it, these are larger deal transactions. It's not so much a
1: one-off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the little things add up to be the big things. And ultimately, it's do you care about me? Did you listen to me? Do you actually care what my outcomes are? It's so interesting, because we all think it's always money. It's always closing time. It's all this kind of stuff. But if we truly think about it, it's like there's other outcomes at play here. If we ask better questions, you can learn that. that. Right. Ask better questions. Love that. Yeah. So talk to me about your process. So obviously, a lot, I believe I understand that a lot of your strategy is to go direct to owner. Is that correct? Yeah. I bought, uh,
0: all of our deals have been direct to owner.
1: That's awesome. So, so walk us through the process. I mean, you identified the, the asset and you've got a team that kind of puts you in, in contact and you go out and deliver. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, from the beginning is I'll just go through the very first deal that ended up putting together when made the transition from single family to multifamily was a 46 unit deal. So from that, took them one of the most affordable routes. So driving for dollars, looking for distressed apartments. At that time we were looking more so uh, to, uh, apartments between two, 20 to 50 units have since uh, grown past that. And then ended up finding this 46 unit needed work. The parking lot looked like an alligator's back. Uh, that's one thing the sign was a little bit outdated and ended up just pulling the public record. So I was the owner in the LLC gave the owner a call uh, they need, They were motivated to sell because they sold all their other apartments. This was their last one, and uh, they actually attempted to sell it but just didn't have much success. So that was the desire and the need, and then on that particular asset, the uh, occupancy wasn't that as good. So from that ended up negotiating, this is what I mentioned about sales, uh, seller financing. So purchase price was 900000 uh, had to put down 200,000, they carried back 700,000, and
1: then raised additional cash to take care of improvements. That's awesome. And I, I would imagine, obviously, there's, there's much more that, that, that oh, to unpack. Yes. Yeah. So much to unpack. Yes. I mean, there could just be one podcast in itself, but totally, <laughs> well, you, you had to sharpen your ax to be resourceful and to go in and be creative and understand what some options were to be solutions to some of the problems that seller had there. Right. Yeah. And also got
0: perspective from others. That's why I'm huge on a proponent of mentorship and just not being afraid to ask you guys is just, uh, not having being the ego side. Cause I remember getting that deal and ended up, I walked in some local operators office completely cold and said, Hey, here's our business plan. Uh, this is what we're looking to execute. Are we a little bit too aggressive on the rents? Uh, how is our exit cap? So uh, what you mentioned is asking better questions versus going to some of those operators and dropping it on their plate and say, Hey, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely no, and that and it seems like you know that's where I've experienced the most success in in negotiating as well is just asking those questions because we can't make assumptions, right? You can't make oh, assumptions yeah. that well.
0: That's in the four agreements. Don't make assumptions.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> One of the four agreements. Awesome. <laughs> well, and, and don't talk. I mean, the other the other piece of it is don't be afraid to ask what you just mentioned there mm-hmm. is don't be afraid to ask what you what you are looking to accomplish once you've had an understanding of what the other is looking to accomplish. Would you agree to that? Oh, yeah, completely agree with that. I love it. So talk to me today. I mean, what, what are you doing to raise the bar now? I mean, as you continue to grow in your business, how are you pushing the limits yourself? Uh,
0: one is just steadily being uh, uh, helping others the gift of giving well the secret to living is giving Tony Robbins that's one of his quotes uh, and just expanding to multiple markets so primarily been in Indianapolis have an unit that's in Louisville Kentucky and just expanding to other uh, Cincinnati Ohio Columbus Ohio other Midwestern markets to really just push out and get more deals to prospect in the pipeline because the more contacts you make, the more likely you're able to get those to
1: contracts. Mm-hmm. So the secret to living is giving is absolutely, you know, one of my core guiding lights, right? You know, it's so interesting is that. We're
0: so relatable. We got ball heads. We got I'm- quotes. That's- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we, we had a Bob Berg who wrote the go-giver on the podcast a couple of months ago. And, and, you know, I really resonate with that message as well. And it's so interesting because if you look at the word sell, I think it was like it originated in Latin somewhere. And it was really about giving, and so oh. what we've been talking about, the, the theme of our conversation so far has been about giving and through selling and through, you know, understanding other people and helping them solve their problems. So, I mean, how else do you give to other people throughout this process? And as you continue to expand your business, talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, I would say from the cases, one, uh, individuals that reach up to me and say, hey, Sterling, what was your journey? How you ultimately were able to get started? These are pain points and challenges that I'm experiencing. So giving back to others uh, and sharing my personal experiences. Uh, So that's one thing I write about it. Well, I I say that to -to one-to-one individuals that slide into my DM with questions. (laughs) And then also I post the content out there and be completely transparent. So uh, those are ways I do it at scale. Uh, and then also uh, for, was uh, with the big brothers, big sisters. So I have a little brother. He's since graduated uh, from it. Uh, but that was uh, in uh, s- s- most of those kids that are in that program have environments similar to what I grew up in. So they bring someone on such as me
1: to mentor that individual. So those are various ways as well to give back. That's awesome, and I know that you know. I feel this myself. When I lead with a giving heart, it's amazing how much more opportunities you know show themselves. Um, because when you when you lead with a getting heart. I feel like in the getting energy, it's totally different. People can feel that and they can totally feel that you're only out for yourself. So it's a great thing to hear that you're not only contributing to others through big brothers, you know, but also just sharing your wisdom from, you know, whether it's a content perspective or whatever. So I love that. But you yeah, know, as you can, one, one thing I want to mention on that too, that was
0: another mindset shift. When I read the book by Gary Vaynerchuk, Jab, Jab, Bright Hook, And that's what it talked about. The jab jabs are the value, value, value. And the right hook is and invest with me in my uh, what is it? Multifamily. But from that, the original title was actually supposed to be jab, jab, jab. No right hook. And (laughs) from that case is the value, value, value without expecting anything in return. If You don't get anything. That's completely fine. And just not expecting an outcome on the other end.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a huge thing, too, when you're meeting with folks. If you're having a conversation with them, it's just, hey, look, I'm just here to help you. If anything happens from this, that's awesome. But if not, I'm totally fine with that, too. What can I do to help you for the next several decades? I mean, that that's kind of my philosophy. It sounds like it's yours as well.
0: Yeah, I would say centuries for me. Ooh, <laughs> there we go! All right.
1: Right. <laughs> i'll see you i'll see you next century and we'll do our follow-up <laughs> podcast for this one that's awesome you think we'll still be doing podcasts in a hundred years when you're like you're still a young vibrant guy what do you think yeah uh, who knows it'll be
0: something more we don't even have to speak we could just think it maybe <laughs>
1: that's right that's right but we're so i still think the core mm-hmm. principles will be relevant so um Talk to me about your team as you continue to expand. You mentioned team earlier, and obviously that's very important to you. From a personal perspective, some of the things you've outsourced, but talk to me about your real estate team and and how that's sort of come together.
0: Yeah, so how the, the team works is myself understanding what my skills are, uh, what, I, what my strengths are, and also weaknesses and plugging people in place on, within the weaknesses so I can further focus on my strengths. Uh, when it comes to managing people and the day-to-day operations of property management, have a company that runs with that uh, and also oversee it. Uh, so there's that, and then also on the acquisition side, I run the acquisitions as well as the head of the, the marketing team, and of course, have different departments with un, under those to where I oversee that, but more so my focus is the, the marketing, uh, the, the acquisitions direct to owner, and then more of the operations is the, the partners that are in the business.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine you've had to develop yourself as a leader to be able to continue to scale that team, to be able to put everybody in the right places and to be able to, you know, take on the initiatives that are appropriate. So how have you been developing as a leader over the past few years? Ah, It has definitely been, I would say, challenging.
0: And some. uh, so prime example is for the longest time, uh, when it came to managing people, that's not my skill set, because I'm more of a person that's just go, go, go. And if someone is not, let's say you ask them three or four times, I'll just take the task and run with it. Or I'm just not uh, in terms of just following up with someone that multiple times so in terms of that's not a skill set i have in particular so ended up hiring someone who was more so on the developing of people but i've also become more aware and more nurturing that hey that's not the good that's not the best in terms of practice uh, practices you want to delegate, but also assist with. Hey, is there any insights that I could provide? But of course, if you tell someone and you've communicated it correctly, and it's now the fifth or sixth time, and it's really a reoccurring, they're pro- they're probably what is that the wrong seat on the right bus, or what is that mm. that go the the wrong seat on the right bus? So you, you get going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the wrong person on the right bus, perhaps. Um, yeah, the the oh uh, well, the 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 wrong person in the wrong seat. Something you may have to move them somewhere else. So those are all the things that I'm still uh, ever evolving. And I always want to learn and I study the high achieving to understand how they uh, do those types of things.
1: Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless, and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. I'm with you on that. That's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is I study the high achieving, you know, who are, who are the folks that are, are doing great things and what are the components? What can we distill in terms of wisdom and what can we apply that may work for us? And so one of the things that I think is so fascinating is that I've learned that all of the highest achievers, all the peak performers are very conscious about their habits. They're so conscious about how do they spend their time and how can they create habits rather than be a victim of habits that may have been formed through circumstances, through their childhood and all these kind of things. So has that been a process for yourself as well that you've had to go through and sort of create conscious habits yourself?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, one, and this is more on the, the personal side, fully uh, the transparent with everyone. When it comes to, I am a very, I, I take emotion out of a lot of things. And with that, if you have a girl I have a seven-year-old angel, and if in case you're wondering what I would look like with the full head of hair, with my <laughs> hair all the way down to my back like Tarzan, that is her. And when she comes to dad and she tends to be more emotional uh, from that, I have to now be conscious and present, hey, what is it? Uh, hey, what is it? Her name's Kinley. Uh How can dad help you with that? Okay, I understand that you're going through that versus uh, uh, just simply saying, okay, no, you're fine. Go ahead. You'll uh, just figure it out. So that's one thing from a transparency standpoint that I've had to make a conscious decision of a ha- to form a habit and how to navigate that.
1: That's super interesting. So in this circumstance now, when she says something that she's struggling with, you take a moment to say, all right, I hear that. I understand that. And now let me let's talk through this together rather than, hey, you're on your own. Figure it out. Kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it, it was the, the empathy uh, side of things you could say, mm-hmm. uh, which is one thing
0: is and this stems from the childhood. Uh, of just the circumstances that I ended up going through uh, to where being let down, all these different things to pushing, starting to push people away and not wanting to get emotional and things. So that has led to this. So now it's one of those things I have to be conscious and form a habit, Uh, but it takes awareness.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. I I figured it out. You got this. Like, come on, you'll be better off for it. But it, it, it's so interesting when you have a little bit of perspective that we're all different, right? We all have a little bit of a different perspective. And what can I do to support you? What can I do to lead with a giving heart, whether it's your child or whether it's anybody in your business, anybody you're leading, or whether it's a seller that you're going direct to to find an opportunity. It's like, Hey, you know what? Maybe their perspective is a little bit different than mine. So what can I do to be aware of that and perhaps act more consciously?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I've gotten, I've gotten yelled at blatantly from some owners and it's not about me because <laughs> I'm a, a cherry up guy, super happy. Uh, and in terms of always smiling. So when someone just yells and say that offer that you provided me, doesn't make sense. Uh, you shouldn't be in the industry. Uh, goes back to the four agreements to not take anything per- or you said to not make assumptions. Another agreement is to not take anything personally.
1: Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. And, and I love when you said, it's not about me because we all do take things personally. That's our first yes. reaction is to, you know, our heart rate starts to, f- you know, skyrocket mode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, who's this guy? think I am. You start arguing with them. And then guess what? That opportunity is closed forever. Yeah.
0: And the number one rule to selling that I've learned is always, always agree. And that's just a prime example is when someone says that, Hey, I hear you completely understand. Uh, Just if anything happens to change, this is so staying professional, but not getting emotional. Cause I can tell you in those cases, you do feel it you do want to take that. And you could say that's the ego. Uh, Most likely that does come into play, but you just, and this is through role playing and training, which is what I was mentioning about the daily training that helps once that, I believe you call it the amygdala or something back there that triggers. And then just, Hey, completely understand if anything changes, this is my direct contact.
1: Yeah. And I've had to train myself emotionally just for any circumstances to when I'm in that situation is just to all right, let's, Take a deep breath here. And, you know, I know that this person is not attacking me personally. There's maybe something else going on in their life. And let me take a deep breath. Let me calm down the situation with my response. And there's just so much value in that. And that's, you know, one no doesn't mean it's a no forever. Right. So you can exactly leave things that door have, open.
0: Things could change. Exactly. But if you blow yourself out of the deal by blowing up, then that's when you just killed the deal for yourself.
1: So we all know that obviously experience is one of the greatest teachers, maybe if not the greatest teacher. So is there anything that you'd point to where you'd say maybe you've had a failure that you've experienced that has really set you up for later success? Oh,
0: man. Uh, I would say there was one deal in particular that I'll say this was a 118 unit apartment in Cincinnati, Ohio, in which the owner said that they were patching the roofs for the duration of their ownership. So that's a that that's a red flag now, especially (laughs) looking back on it. So we go under contract, assuming that we could patch the roofs, too. And so we end up walking all 118 units. One thing I would say, you guys, is to bring a snack when you're walking that many units. (laughs) And the second floor of each of the buildings in the, uh, what is it, the the units that we walked through had a leak. So we ended up getting contractors up there, several, to place a bid. And they said, you guys are going to have to replace all these roofs. So ended up blew out of our budget. We spent the money from the, the lender standpoint. So about $10,000 uh, of tuition, you could say that came out of our pocket. However, and we went back to the owner and they said, uh, no, I'm not budging. So we had to get a mutual release from the contract. But how this later set us up for success, the very next deal, which was an 80 unit, the roof was we were unsure about it. So we had the seller replace it prior to the closing. So that's a prime example is just, Uh, taking a, a loss or you could say a failure on one, it ended up changing it into a success on the very next deal.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting whenever you run into something or you make a mistake in due diligence or any negotiation or on a lease or any purchase agreement or anything like that. It's like, all right, we're adding that to our next due diligence checklist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to make sure that we don't miss that one. And it, it, it does serve you. So it's like, let's go through the process and let's listen. Let's take some feedback and let's grow. Let's not be defeated by this, but this is an opportunity for us to capture a greater opportunity in the future. Right. Yeah. And it's one of
0: those types of things that in all the books that you read or all the YouTube universities, is what I've heard someone say, which is hilarious, that you can do all this content. But many of the times I would say a lot of the time by taking action, you'll be able to uncover a lot of those things. And let's say you do it. I, I mentioned to someone about this the other day. That they were talking through it that let's say you hear, you read in a book on a mistake someone's done is myself. I've still made those mistakes in Witten's. Ooh, that actually that one hurt. I'm not going to do that one again. So it's those mm-hmm. types of things. Even though you read all this material and do the necessary education, the best education from my standpoint is actually taking action and actually getting in there and doing it.
1: Could not agree more. Could not agree more. You definitely want to sharpen your axe, but you got to use the axe, right? Use the axe. <laughs> yes, Go agreed. Find, find out how much it works and, and get that feedback. Course correct. I mean, the constant course correction is really how you get there. I've talked about it so many times, but I mean, a rocket ship on the way to Mars, I mean, 99.9% of the time it's off track. So what is it doing to course correct? You know, and, and that's what we all have to do as well. So I love that. I love it. And so, Sterling, what are you most excited about these days? Wow.
0: I would say understanding who is Sterling. That's one thing. Uh, And then just also giving back to, to others is one uh gosh i mean there's so many different traveling the world uh bird watching uh that was the biggest thing i actually got from college was uh i had to take this elective which was ornithology the study of birds and that is the only thing i've actually gotten from college and uh from that is one thing i would say you guys that are bird watchers or may want to get into this do not walk through neighborhoods with binoculars it's not <laughs> highly recommended <laughs>
1: That sounds like another failure that set you up for later success. There we go. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Sterling, man, this has been great. I really, really appreciate you taking time. I want to transition into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. It's all about, you know, continuing to elevate. It's continuing to raise the bar, expand your capacity to uh, continue to, uh, sharpen that ax, you know, as we mentioned and use the ax. So let's talk about, you know, we already mentioned a couple books, I think maybe two or three. Uh, but I would love to know if you were to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read outside of the four agreements, what would those be?
0: I would say one that I listened to and a gentleman that's been very impactful for me was Earl Nightingale and it was the essence of success. Uh, and I listened to that. It was CDs. I listened to it so many times they scratched themselves. So that was an absolute uh, game changer for me. And then also Seller Be Sold by Greg Cardone is just understanding the whole sales aspect uh, because you're either doing the selling or you're being sold. And of course, there's so many other books. You put me on the spot with just two books. I just want to just keep laying in with even more.
1: <laughs> just getting with those. <laughs> I love it. No, if you've got any more, we're happy to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I would say The Four Agreements. I had already mentioned that one. And also Maverick Mindset by Doug Hall. I want to list some ones that people may not have uh, heard. But Maverick Mindset, which was actually recommended by Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's a thinker, you guys. That's one thing. He's pretty self-aware. But uh, uh, from that is it's people's stories And they go about how their trials and tribulations and their shortcomings, how they were able to overcome those. So it's good to get that perspective. And if they were able to do that, why can't you overcome what you uh, cannot, or your barrier that you're experiencing.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. And I love just the support beams, like the visualization of support beams that books can give you and they can give your mind, they can give your your psychology and, and just who you are as a human being. So it's so powerful. Thank you for sharing those. I'd love to know, you know, outside of what we've already talked about today, Sterling, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis?
0: I would say, well, one, daily goal writing Uh, So writing down my goals on a daily basis in present uh, tense. Uh, So that's one thing. And then also every day, every single day, I do some form of sales training and I feel every uh, I get something new from it. And as I as I get better uh, in terms of my skill set and also awareness, I end up getting new things from when I hear certain pieces of content out there.
1: I love that you mentioned daily goal writing in the present tense. Because you're training your brain that it's already happened, right? Yeah, exactly. Make an assumption there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's it. (laughs) That's awesome. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Ooh, I would say
0: inspiration. Sharing my story is the biggest one uh, that people are able to understand, hey, uh, this kid came from there. And many of the people that are in Indianapolis like, ooh, you came from that. What? <laughs> so uh, and you're able to ultimately get to where you are now, because one thing is my brother took a completely uh, different uh, trajectory in life and unfortunately is doing a hard time due to that. He's he's good now in terms of frame of mind. But one thing I want to mention is, hey, uh, that's one way I use to inspire others, especially people that are from that environment. Hey, this is a path that you could take. You don't have to take this up other path.
1: Man, that's awesome. And you totally inspire me. You've inspired so many people today. And I know one thing you've said before is like from welfare to 500 units. And I know you're not stopping anytime soon. So I'm super inspired by that and Ooh, super no, grateful for you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> man, is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today?
0: Yeah, I would say you all uh, keep being awesome. Who knows how much time we actually spend on this, uh, spend on this planet. Uh, And also, it's always just evolving and better understanding. Uh, And this is one thing I I really enjoy the whole self-awareness journey, understanding, hey, what happened in my uh, childhood that shut me to I am now, and just being better, uh, becoming the strongest version of myself every day. So the same with you guys is just go out there and uh, just feed your mind as much positivity, understand those limiting beliefs, shatter those and replace those with more empowering. You'll feel so much better.
1: Man, I tell you what, I'm glad that we put the seatbelt on today because this has been a <laughs> phenomenal conversation. I, hopefully
0: no, I, I don't know. I, did anyone fall off? Well, we'll see <laughs> on the other
1: end. <laughs> I hope not. I hope we got everybody, but we were certainly going pretty fast there and uh, really, really exciting. Great conversation. Sterling, what an amazing conversation conversation today. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and what you do.
0: Yeah. So one place is on Instagram, Sterling White Official. One more time, that is Sterling White Official. And then my company website, Sonder Investment Group. That is S-O-N-D-E-R Investment Group. And actually the word Sonder is derived from the, the meaning is uh, uh, that each passerby that you experience in life has a vivid and distinct life just as much as your own.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's super powerful. <laughs> it's going to take some time to uh, unpack there, but I love that. I love just thinking about the purpose behind your branding, your purpose behind your marketing, your messaging, and even just remembering how important everybody is. Uh, so, every single listener here who's listening, uh, just know there's a purpose that you're listening to this show, there's a purpose that you received the message from Sterling today. And, you know, let's pass that on. So what can we do to pay this forward? Who can you share this message with? Who can you, you know, teach this, you know, to someone else? And what are the top three distinctions that you got from today? I can tell you that I've got a page full of notes and there's many distinctions that I have. But what can I do to apply this today is the question that I would ask myself if I was you. How can I apply this immediately? How can I sharpen my axe, but use the axe so I can learn yes. how to use it even better <laughs> next time? So with all of that said, I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show because repetition is the mother of all skill. And then share it with someone else because the teacher is really who learns the most. But at the end of the day, again, I want to remind you take massive action. And with all of that said, Sterling, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: No, thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. Have a great- Keep being awesome, everyone.
1: (laughs) We will, sir. I will do that. And uh, I'll certainly ask Elevate Nation to do the same. Elevate Nation, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit ElevatePod.com.